What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Zach, and with me as always, as per usual, the other Easy E. What are you referencing? Uh, I don't know. I'm just mixing it up. Okay. Well, welcome. You, you to- start off with this amazing "What's up?" This deep and resonant "What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers?" And then I'm like. It's Eric as usual. Okay. Well, let's do it. <laughs> so I'm doing something let's, different. Let's try I want it. some of that. You know, we got these new Rode pod mics and we're like all geeking yeah. out. We're leveling up the podcast okay. here. Well, and so I decided I would like, as per usual, the other easy E. You know, so I wanted to add some, yeah. uh, you know, some depth. You there. don't have a Z in your name, though. No, it's, it's easy E. So yeah. easy podcast, Get Eric. It? Easy podcast, yeah. but the E part, Eric. So you know, easy E is just like never. How mind. about we start the intro with you? What are you even? Let's saying? do it. Let's try it. Let's see what it sounds like. Go ahead. You ready? Do you know what I say? Something. This is why I do it every week. Yeah. No, I can figure it out. Go for it. Let's see. All right. Here we go. Everybody. Three, two, one. What's up, filmmakers and moviegoers? This is Eric, and as usual, joining me is... Zach. How's it going? What up? I didn't like that. No? That felt really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> That's why you always do it. <laughs> I know. Oh, it felt so weird. I didn't know what to say. Is that how you feel every, every week? Every time. All right, every well, time. then we'll, we'll switch <laughs> it up. See, that's why I said, well, well, as was, usual, yeah. the other easy Because you didn't know what else to say. Yeah, it just sounded right. It sounds it, In fine. the moment, it sounded yeah. fine. Well, that's fine. So thanks for uh, dealing with that m- <laughs> <laughs> moment of insanity from the both of us. So, uh, can you guys get to the point already? <laughs> yeah. This week, uh, we don't have a movie specifically that we're talking about, but we're going to talk about some gear. There's been a, quite a few of gear announcements. Yes, there and has. There's some gear things upcoming for us. Late summer, like extremely early fall. Yeah. And I mean, yes, we're going into the perhaps the shopping season for for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it seems a little early. Some um, weird things though. It's, it's some stuff yeah. that isn't like a Christmas list. Right. Not a typical gear for Christmas, but no, no special conference or event announcement. No, or, just yeah. random on a Friday or Thursday, yeah. whenever it was. Yeah. But uh, we're, of course, talking about the, uh, if you're in the know for, for camera technology, the new Blackmagic 6K Pocket. Right. Um, pocket Cinema. It doesn't camera. fit in your pocket, but the I P, get the point. That's the PCCPV <laughs> something. Yeah. It's the BMPC. <laughs> Six <laughs> K, yeah, yeah. F. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of letters. Yeah, and there's numbers too many, there. too many things yeah. now. Keep it simple. They they're gonna have to simplify it eventually. Yeah, because, well, I that's mean, why people call it the pocket. The, yeah, just the pocket. Now I guess you call it the pocket. The pocket cinema camera or whatever. Yeah, the because the, there was an original the, pocket, the PCC six K. Because five years ago there was the pocket that was actually a pocket, you right? Not to be confused pocket. with DJI pocket. No, Osmo Pocket. Oh right. My gosh. Well. Too many pockets. <laughs> I got too many pockets. I'm walking around and my cargo's in my, my right. photographer and vest now. Yeah. Not wearing cargoes. Oh my God. And haven't been this oh, summer. For those that can't see, it's awkward not it seeing is. him in cargoes. Yeah. Uh, Eric, but what have you what have you been watching? You been up to anything? Um, well, I you know, I watch stuff by osmosis, as you know. My daughter gets set on the TV, I'm in the kitchen making something. And she's been watching Jane the Virgin, so to my shame, I've probably watched a couple episodes of that. And um, but on a side note, 
there's a shop in LA called That's a Wrap. And basically it's wardrobe departments. When they're done with that season of filming, they it's like a like a thrift store. Yeah. And so they get rid of all Consignment the Consignment type of but, it, yeah. But it's cool because you can go in and it'll tell you what show that this stuff was. So there's kind of like this, you know, nerdy film factor to it. Um, and they have TV show stuff and film stuff in there. And and my wife spent a lot of money in that store. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, not because stuff's expensive because of that. But there's it's a lot not. of cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's... This stuff isn't expensive, which is surprising, but uh, she's got shoes from that show. And so we were watch. I was watching the episode trying to find her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why you were I watching have, it. Yeah. I have no idea what the dialogue was. Just looking at feet the whole time? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was Gosh. like, let's see if I can find my wife's shoes in what there. What are you, Tarantino? Come on. Well, you know, we did just come off of that show. So anyway, so there's a little bit of that. And then again, uh, you know, the, the, standby office episode so you know my daughter puts on the office and then falls asleep to it again i don't know if it's the most appropriate show for my 12 year old to be watching but jane the virgin no the office both both of them yeah i mean you know yeah but i mean the office probably more so okay but still yeah i don't know there's there's episodes so speaking of Jane the Virgin, I've never watched that show, but the actress that's in it, which is uh, Gloria Rodriguez, I believe is her name. Yeah. Um, Gina. Sorry, Gina Rodriguez. Let me get that right. Yeah. Um, she was a- in Annihilation in 2018, which was my favorite movie of that year. And that's year, Michelle's one sister, of my favorites, correct? Michelle Rodriguez's sister. Yeah. I don't know. I believe know. so. Yeah. I believe so. I wouldn't be surprised, but um, she's really great. So it's kind of funny that she started off in you know, that kind of a show. Yeah. And then is now... Kind of this leading lady, because she's uh, she was in a movie that you almost went and saw, um, Miss Bala, a couple right. months ago, right? Um, which that I mean, totally just trying to go against, you know, typecast, yeah, in a lot of ways. And I that. I still plan on seeing that. Um. Yeah. Do you, do you think it's in like <laughs> the five dollar bin at Walmart? Oh, so you're gonna make that transition? Somebody had oh, to. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I was walking through Walmart and I saw the five dollar bin and yeah. I thought. Maybe it's in there. Maybe, maybe. Maybe if I dig deep enough, it's in the $5 bin. And then that gave you a great idea, and you texted me, hey, I did. what about the $5 bin at Walmart? With the video and the picture. Yeah, yeah. Just thinking, hey, that might be a cool, cool segment. So let us know, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, should we do a segment about crappy $5 movies that we find at Walmart? That probably no one has watched. Now, I will say this: the bin that you showed me had some really Annihilation being one of the movies it in there. Did yeah, but I think it's because they're they're lower budgeted movies that didn't necessarily blow up the box office. But it's also a DVD bin, so well, it's yeah, not like so it's think, Blu-rays or something. I think this is going to be a cool segment because we can talk about a number of different things with that. We can talk about movies that end up in the five dollar bin right out yeah. of the gate. We can talk about movies that had a great theatrical run and did really well and then end up in the $5 bin because they're they're milking yeah. that. Yeah. And, and it's a part of the business model. So, I mean, we can talk about that aspect of it. I thought the cool part was is that... You know, we maybe we could do a, a mystery movie where, yeah. like, you kind of reach into the bottom of the bin and pull something out and go, I'm going to make Zach watch this. Oh, man. <laughs> and then we got to talk about it. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll find something we love. 
Yeah. It's possible. I, That's I'm, true. I am a huge fan of terrible movies, like, mm. you know, watching them to make fun of them. And um, there's this channel, um, uh, Red Letter Media on YouTube, which I've talked about before. Uh-huh. And they do this segment um, or these, these episodes called uh, Best of the Worst. And basically they choose these just terrible movies to watch like terrible from like canon films in the 80s and and 70s and and even 60s on some of them and you know and of course the 90s um straight straight to like vhs movies and and things like that and it's funny because there's this culture of like good bad movies and they're coming out on like blu-ray now like these terrible movies are finding these audiences and they're getting enough funding, like through a Kickstarter or something from the original, you know, rights owner to create a Blu-ray of these terrible movies. So every once in a while that on that show, they'll they'll actually have a Blu-ray of some movie that you would be like, why is this why is this even released publicly? Right. You know, still. Um, but anyways, I, I have a I have a love for for terrible movies and I think I think it's really funny and so I would love for us to to yeah to come across some well really there's bad got you know about. they got they got you got to have something for Mystery Science Theater three thousand yeah I mean you know. yeah that's just still going so yeah there's actually something that uh, I think Harkins is doing uh, I think uh, Rift Tracks so they do this thing Rift Tracks live and I guess they're piping in a feed to one of the you know so it's it's at select theaters but um, by the way Harkins is a theater here in, in Arizona. Um, I think they're in Colorado and Oklahoma too, but that's beside the point. Um, they do this thing called Rift Tracks, and uh, I guess they're piping in the feed live. And so somebody, like a cast of people, are doing you know redubs of movies that are terrible, but oh. they're doing it live. Oh, that's and great! And so they're coming up with jokes and stuff at the same time. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I think it's in a couple of weeks, but um, yeah, that that would be a crazy experience. But yeah, we'll have to we'll have to explore this this crappy five dollar bin or maybe like we'll go and like find some mom and pop video store that's still around and like find their their dude that might be a lot harder well that's true yeah just digging through the five dollar bin probably right yeah yeah well if you've noticed that we sound a little different it's because we're trying out some new microphones well, we're not oh. trying them out. We, we bought them. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. more, I guess we could return them. I guess we could. Yet. We're still within 30 days and yeah. we haven't dropped them yet, right? Have we, Eric? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Just well, one. So much for returning mm-hmm. that one. <laughs> but uh, so no no affiliation. We just, we, we really liked the build quality of them and the, uh, well, basically we've been, you know, beg borrowing and stealing uh, our gear for a little while here and so yeah. we figured yeah, let's throw some money at it so we actually bought this uh we're using the road pod mics yeah and they just came out i i'm really impressed so far yeah if we want to talk about it for a little bit yeah i think so i mean i for the for the price the value is is through the roof yeah i think um just the build quality like you mentioned the the sound we took it into the studio with the audio engineer and and recorded some tracks yeah and we we did a side by side with a, a sure sm7b which is kind of like the standard for right. podcast mics yep um if you knew what you were doing in post-production like there's very little editing that you're gonna have to do and it sounds just as good, and that sure microphone is four hundred dollars. These yeah. are ninety nine dollars. Yeah, 
So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll report back again next week after I've EQ'd this episode, but, uh, the build quality, they're metal, yep. you know, metal framing on them, a uh, nice hinge system for uh, yep. rotation. Yep. Um, mic plugs right into the back of them. They're only, I don't know, what do you think? Six inches like deep? Like they're not very big. Yeah. Uh, maybe eight, but still like they're not taking up a whole lot of space and we got, um, a nice SKB road case for them too, that they, you know, machine or not machine, but laser cut out the, the foam and everything for, yeah, it's cool for it. So, um, we'll be, we'll be getting the Rodecaster pro surface here pretty soon. I think too, to kind of accompany it, we're going into a zoom F eight right now, um, which is just a field recorder, but you know, there's, there's a lot of things with the field recorder that's, it's not meant for multiple people and there's not multiple headphone outs and right all yeah. this stuff but uh <clears throat> we've made it work at this point yeah which is great but it's been uh, good it's a good little good little device looking forward to leveling up and um yeah road is making some great products for the uh podcasting space yeah they're really getting into it they have the uh the the podcaster pro also which yep. is the bigger brother right. of this that's been out for i think about a year uh-huh. um these things though like they came out i got the email and we bought them yeah, it was like B and H finally was like, yeah, these are available, and I've been on a waiting list for like six months since they announced them, and we got them, and then what was it like the day after, two days later, they were sold out already. Yeah, it's crazy. So they've already gone through their first shipment of them, and, and I'm a little bummed that we only got three instead of four. Yeah, the case fits four, so Eric's OCD is a little <laughs> a little off right now. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> every time he opens the case. So I guess for a hundred dollars fixing your OCD, maybe we should just do that whenever we buy the, the surface. Yeah, but, I think so. Yeah. Other than that, we mentioned up top the Black Magic camera. Right. So let's talk a little 6K. bit about that. Six K. Six K. Six K and a camera that is, I mean, just barely bigger than a five D. Yeah. Or a one D, whatever DSLR you're using. With the EF mount. With EF, uh, it's a yeah. super thirty five sensor, so it's not yeah. full frame. Right. But that's fine. Um, I mean, most cinema isn't full frame. Right. Uh, unless you're in a Monstro or a Airy Alexa LF now, but right. Six K ProRes, six K fifty frames per second. So it is ProRes raw. I don't know about raw, but it is pro. Uh, yeah, because I thought I was looking for that, and then well, I, it does raw, it but does it does raw, black magic but it's a raw. black magic yeah. raw profile, right? Yeah. So, but internal ProRes at six K on an EF, like, and it's twenty. It's like twenty five hundred dollars. This is crazy. That that it, it is the, crazy. the technology. I mean, the one thing that Black Magic at least does is they they disrupt the like the price range. Yeah. You know they they haven't always had the best cameras, and I'll I'll admit that for sure. Like I hated those first cinema cameras that they had the the silver things. They they look yeah, like the an bo- Apple product. Yeah, uh-huh. but they had a internal only battery. Right. Uh, the SSD I think in the original version was internal also. You couldn't swap it out. Um, they got really bad black spotting in the highlights if it was too blown out. Um, just garbage, gar- garbage cameras. Uh, and then they released this giant behemoth of a thing called the Blackmagic Ursa, the first oh, one. Oh, right, yeah. And it has, like, the iPad screen that pops right. out the side. It's just huge. It looks right. like an old broadcast camera from the 90s. And then they finally get it more right with the Ursa Mini. Right. Um, still end up having the same sensor issues because they're using the same sensor. And then they yeah. finally switch over to the 4.6K Mini, and it feels like a lot of people are really liking that camera. Yeah, and I think they're 
they're I mean it's taken them a while to to jump into the camera space and you're you're battling companies that have been building cameras for decades. Yeah. And that have well versed fleshed out those markets, know know what what those professionals want and you know they they're coming from um you know more rack gear and and rightly so you know yeah converters and, and, and monitors and yeah and, and it's and it's a great company and they make great products so they decided they're jumping in the camera game well the thing that blows my mind about about this is not this particular this one totally makes sense if you look at the the predecessor right which was the 4k that was released over a year ago it's yeah. a year and a half now yeah and when, Micro Four Thirds when sensor, they yeah, yeah and they announced it at NAB last year, and and it didn't really get any legs like it didn't get the traction. Um, uh, and I was scratching my head wondering why aren't more people excited about this? It got a lot of pushback. I can tell you um, two reasons right off the bat why I didn't care. Um, yeah, what, what was that? Micro Four Thirds. Uh huh. It's a it's a frame. You know, it's a lens mount that. I have to buy all new lenses for basically, right. unless I want to get some sort of a speed booster adapter from for the EF lenses. Right. Um, but I don't want to necessarily do that. I'm doing that currently with Sony, and I, it's just I just, I'm kind of tired of adapters. Like there's right. there's a little bit of a quality loss, and it's a whole other conversation. But um, the Micro Four Thirds sensor it really turned me off to it. And then the other thing is it looked like the those first digital cameras that came out in the early 90s. Yeah. And it's just a big behemoth of a thing that your you know your mom owned or whatever. Well, and it had pocket in the name yeah. and it, it certainly isn't fitting in no. your pocket. You no. Know? I don't know. I mean maybe some Jinko jean pockets, but <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not fitting in your pocket. I don't know what pocket it's going into, but those were the two big My things. My cargo pockets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but then I don't know, maybe 6 months ago, a year maybe footage just starts like appearing everywhere so, yeah, all these people and what it was was it was these uh, i mean I, i'm gonna say it was probably these it was these smaller churches smaller filmmakers that are doing these smaller projects that are on i don't mean maybe smaller in scale even though they are but smaller in budget right because this camera was only twelve hundred dollars right and so now these people are getting 4K, ProRes, and RAW capabilities right. in a $1,200 camera. That's what blew my mind. So, and I yeah. get the four-thirds thing, but it, <clears throat> the price point and the quality of the picture that you're getting out of that for that price point is unreal. Yeah. And, and, and again, it was like, why aren't more people excited about it? I don't know why it took so long. Maybe there was, but that makes sense. Yeah. The glass thing—that's yeah, a big that's deal. That's a huge part. That's of a it. big deal. But I'm, for people you know, that didn't own cameras already, or they were coming from, you know, a, a 50D or something, a right. camera that is now 10 years old, right? They were like, "Well, I need that next level." And yeah. for 1,200 dollars, you'd be stupid not to think right. of that, right? Um, yeah, what you get for the price is, yeah. is unheard of what's funny is uh I, a guy that we work with uh he ordered the pocket the, the 4k one and uh the day he got it in the mail the 6k was announced 
Oh no! So, but he, he's okay with it because it's a it's a thirteen hundred dollar difference. I mean, sure, it's, yeah. It is a it's, yeah, it's basically you could buy cost. two of the four Ks right. for the price of the one six yeah. uh, K. But I just thought it was hilarious. I walk into his office and I'm like, I show him the article about them announcing, it and he goes, "What?" <laughs> you know? And he's like, "Well, I just got mine in today, but it's fine." So he he's trying to actually get away from EF Glass. So I get that. That's fine. Um, I, I I wouldn't be against you know doing that too. I always said like. Whenever I get back into photography, I'm probably going to end up going Fuji anyways, just because oh, I, I yeah. love the look of it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this camera, this is the logical next step. I mean, yeah. 6K is the middle ground between where everybody else is at and where everybody else has been right. for a while. Um, yeah. I well, let's I, talk about price. You know, I, I think we're in an age where technology is rapidly improving. And price is rapidly decreasing. Yeah. And you're getting more for your money nowadays, hence even these microphones. Did I mention that we're not affiliated with Rode? Right. We're not, we're sponsored not getting with them. sponsored yeah. by them in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> just to it's be just, sure. We're excited about the gear and it's a great quality and let us know how it sounds. Anyway, um, but we have this Vericam demo. Now, yeah. Vericam by Panasonic, the LT is. is is a three-year-old tech. However, um, you know the the initial price point, you know, it was like ten to twelve k, right? Just in there, for the body, yeah. Just for the body, and then you know, of course, now the LT has the EF mount capability as well as the PL mount, and but just totally amazed, right? It's it, again, it's one of those things. It's like, wait, what? And here's the why. You know, you the, the, let me finish the why question first before I answer I was it. Say, yeah, you're what, like, hey, wait, what was the why? I just the totally question? got past it. Anyway, um, you know, why is it taking three years to to jump onto this tech? Well, because price. Yep. The price is now they're offering this amazing rebate, um, where it's you're talking thousands of dollars. It's like six off. grand. Yeah, it's like six grand in rebates yeah. all the way up through the end of September. And so now you're getting this amazing, capable, ca cinema quality camera with... Yeah, this isn't something you're having to go and kit out no. with a bunch of, you know, cages and adapters and Atomos. And right. It, it does everything it needs to do right out of the box. Yeah. Now, there are a couple of things that... I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of the proprietary... Um, P2. P2 cards. Um you know, experience with that. It's, can we just make a standardized SSD, please? Yeah. And, you know, that works on the Atomos and the Vericam and, 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 but. I think they're trying to do that with CFast. <clears throat> I mean, because the, yeah. the, the Blackmagic Pocket can take CFast. Um, I think there's even, we'll talk about it in a second, but there's a new red camera coming out called the Komodo that's supposedly taking CFast, CFast which oh, is okay. weird. That is um, weird. We'll talk about that in a minute because I got more to that story. Because but. the reason for proprietary stuff, as everyone knows, is that you that company makes more money because you have to buy yeah. that accessory that belongs. Yeah, they're that not they, making the money they, off the camera. They're making yeah. the money off the media. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Apple's highest selling product was the dongle. The lightning jungle. Yeah. That yeah. was their high. They, I'm like, wait, are you kidding me? Yes, that's true. Um, but I'm excited that we're jumping in, and 
the value of what we're getting with this massive rebate is is huge. Yeah. And especially um, when you're buying five of them. Right. And we're and we're doing that demo this this Thursday, which I'm really excited about. Um and you know, we've got a lot invested in in glass. And that's the other thing, you know, you mentioned the glass on the on the black magic and not having the the EF mount in the interface of the glass. And that's a very real thing. Cause when you have to replace all the glass, then it gets really, that's pricey. your money. Yeah. It gets really pricey. And, and, and everyone knows you don't have to replace glass. If you, if you have, if you bought a solid EF lens or all the way up to a box lens, you shouldn't have to replace that right. ever. And, and it becomes, more you're replacing bodies and yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, the, I mean, the only reason you ever would need to is if, you know, the, the 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 material within the glass itself isn't of a high enough quality to keep up with today's resolutions. You know? Sure. That's sure. about the only thing. Like, I think we currently have box lenses here, um, and they're meant for, like, 480. You know, and we're trying to upscale. And just and you right. can see it, like you can see yeah. the. It's not plexiglass, but the whatever kind of coating they used on those glass, right. just it's not good enough. Yeah, it ages out. Yeah, um, but if you've bought any kind of, you know, for the, um, for the independent run and gun guy that's got EF glass, that or maybe the crossover photographer that's in the video in the video space, you can you can buy those lenses. And you can use them on so many, you know, yeah. and that's why the EF mount is so desirable on so many cameras. Yep. Well, that's a good segue into the Komodo, which I just mentioned. So yeah. that's, that's Red's new camera. Um, so there's not, there's not a whole ton of details about it, but it looks like it's going to be their pocket camera. So um, it sounds like 4K ProRes um, internal. 422? Uh Knowing them, probably, I, I yeah. doubt it's going to be quad four, um, but it'll go up to you know at least be HQ, um, maybe even well no because four 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 is QRXC, but um, yeah, it's going to have a, a what they call a Canon RF mount, right? Now which the is, RF that's the interchangeable one. Well, the right? R, the RF is the is the new uh, mount for the mirrorless. Oh, okay. So they've got a whole series of new That's lenses. That's what the 5DR has? Um, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to look that up. I don't okay. remember if the 5D f or 5DR has that mount or not. But I know that the EOS R has that mount. And there's a whole new series of glass for that. Okay. It's not in the cinema glass category, but it's supposed to be uh, an improvement step up from the EF Oh, okay. So in terms of like mechanics and stuff within it, it's supposed to be a little bit more video friendly. Well, because like I said, you don't have to replace glass and Canon needs to figure out how to make more money. So yep. they make a different mount. And Requiring they, you yeah. to get different glass mm -hmm. or getting their proprietary adapter or something that they probably have for it. Yep. So uh, anyway, I thought this was a really interesting way for Red to go with a EF or RF adapter amount. Um, did, like when I first heard about it, which now was, is it an adapter or no, it's, that's it's, the actual mount? For, I believe it's 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 hard, like yeah, installed on. So you would need the RF EF adapter yes, if you wanted to, to use your out. old lenses. Yeah. Um, but I heard about this lens originally. Jared Land posted something about on um, 
uh, Twitter or not Twitter, it's not on Twitter, uh, Instagram or Facebook. And it was just like this little teaser of a picture. You know, people, people found out pretty quick that it was the RF lens mount. And this was a month ago. Um, so probably, I mean, no one except for maybe them knew about this black magic camera coming out. And a lot of people were like, well, that's weird. Well, it's weird that you're putting an RF lens mount on a camera that, you know, is going to basically be a pocket camera. And then Blackmagic drops the 6K with an EF. Right. And it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe they maybe they knew, you know, they're, so they're, I think it's going to be the direct competition. Now, the thing with this is there is no but way wait, this red camera is going to be. Yeah, there isn't one yet. So there's yeah. no way this camera is going to be $2,500. No. The black, it's a red. I mean, Yeah, that, you're talking yeah. at least it's going to be 5K. Probably. At least. Yeah. So I don't know how big it'll be. Um, they, the one thing that is interesting about it is it says that um, it's going to have 4K out via STI, which is, un, um, which is unusual. Wait, what? Yeah. So 4K out SDI, um, I think they might be aiming this at more of like a live event kind yeah. of a thing. Um, because it feels kind of like a drum cam or something or like a keys cam. Or, well, yeah. And you know what? That was the big pushback for... The reason why we didn't go with with red, yeah, for for the for our live um, environment was was because it didn't have four K out, right. and the module wasn't available. Right, it was coming soon. Yeah, so they had, you know, before people started yelling, uh, red's got the broadcast module. Well, the, red has the broadcast module for the DSMC one line. Right, we don't want to buy a ten year old camera just because that's the way that you right can, that's the only way you can do it and the yeah the red rep was basically telling us that it's coming but we don't know when and right that's not something you can you know you can't live your life right waiting for something to show up um so right. just not, had to not move when on. you're in a space where you need to improve yeah the the scenario rapidly yeah but the komodo uh interesting name whatever red's always got weird names um RF lens mounts, 4K internal ProRes, 4K out via SDI, which the other DSMC twos don't do, so they must have maybe figured that module system out by now. And uh, yeah, a hard hard installed uh, lens mount, so it's not interchangeable. And it sounds like it's going to work with the phone. The hydrogen is going to be your monitor. If you want it to be. So I don't know if this is, I don't know the size, like I can't really tell the size of it from the pictures uh-huh. that have been posted. They've all been very teasy. Um, Meaning so it doesn't have a monitor. I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Which, so it's going to be, you know, and maybe that's the way that it is. And maybe that's grand. the way they finally get the hydrogen sales that they needed. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's already rumors that they're going to, that hydrogen two is coming out. Well, dude, they, and it's like the modules for oh, the hydrogen aren't even available. It's like, wait. The, well, we were talking was... to them at Cinegear, right? And uh, I guess there was, you know, there was a thing where um, the hydrogen phone wasn't actually under the red camera right. system, like the, right. the same division. Right. And it after it kind of failed, um, the camera side of red actually ended up taking it over yeah and i guess things have moved along pretty quick since that happened um which is like duh why didn't you just do that from the beginning right um, yeah it's kind of weird well maybe because they felt like you know the camera was such a a very mm, singular component you know a very one-dimensional component of that 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 they 
they know how to do really well, and they hadn't done the the phone thing. Ironic that you say one dimensional, considering the phone's gimmick was that four D holographic thing. Right. Whatever. But right, and that wasn't yeah. their space. No, like that, that yeah. wasn't. I mean, you wouldn't go, oh yeah, Red, to, you know, where. But Red's if you also said Apple was doing that. You're like, yeah. of course they were. I mean, but Red also isn't making, you know, the SSDs in their their drives, which that's a whole another topic of discussion. Um, you know what? I'm gonna bring that up real quick. So <laughs> there's a couple of Facebook groups. Um, Red User is one of them, I believe uh-huh. is the name, or maybe just Red Camera. And it came out that Red, who we just mentioned about prior uh, proprietary media, Red was basically just using off the shelf crucial drives in their their media um, mags. Yep. And then, you know, adapting them through another, uh, like a, there's an adapter internally so that it works with their cameras. And then there was some special firmware on it. So uh, uh, last year, I think, there was this lawsuit that came down with this company called Ginny Mag. And Ginny Mag was, I believe, uh, Chinese or Asian, uh, some some Asian country uh, is was the origin of this guy that was basically making third-party red mags that would work with red cameras but at maybe half the cost so so i guess some people bought them but then red found it out found out about it and ultimately sued them and then it's been this whole legal thing for like a year so that's the backstory uh about two months ago there was this youtube video released from Ginny mag I guess Red dropped the lawsuit. Um, they released a statement. You can find all this on like News Shooter and, and stuff like that, Red Shark News and everything. It's all over the internet, so you can find it out more precise details. But the uh, the overall thing is uh, Red dropped the lawsuit, um, and per Jared Land's response was because they weren't going to get anything out of it because they had already just run the guy into the ground with legal fees and stuff right. like that. So what was the point if you're not going to get anything out of it anyways? So they they came to like an agreement, I guess, and then these YouTube videos start popping up of the guy creating like he's he's ripping apart these red mags and showing you like all the pieces and they're all just normal SSD drives mm-hmm. and normal NVMEs or whatever. Um, I don't know the the exact models, but uh, again, look look for look online for them, but. So that was his that was his retribution. His retribution was these YouTube <laughs> videos and they started getting a lot of hits. Mm-hmm. A lot of posts, a lot of like people like a lot of chatter. And from that came the statement from Red and basically, you know, giving the full lowdown on what happened with the legal stuff and um I won't get into that, but ultimately then him saying, you know, by the end of the week we're going to lower prices on media. And they ended up lowering prices. To, to me, it wasn't enough, but whatever. That's personal opinion. And then, like, so hang on, yeah, go Cause, ahead. Because I'm not. I haven't. This this, this is news new to, to me. Yeah. Um. I know you. You. You're big in the red space, and and um. And I just rely on you for that. But uh, <laughs> right. So are you are you saying that the media that Red's been selling under their name? With a jacked up price 
is actually not anything special. It's, is that the issue? Is that why this is a, a, a big deal? Yeah, because it sounds like if you were to buy all the pieces off of Amazon or some Chinese, you know, actual factory direct from the factory or whatever, right. it would maybe cost you $220 to do a 512 gigabyte Red Mag. Which costs $2,800 from Red. So this is basically egg on Red's face. It didn't look good. I'll say that. Um, the the overall discussion. Um, now, obviously, you're going to get a lot of people that are like, oh, Aries the way or Panasonic's the way. Sure, or, yeah. I'm not going to. Of course, yeah, there's always doing polarizing this. something. Yeah. Or other, and, and the thing that's frustrating with that kind of stuff is like, well, Panasonic has the P2 and Aries has right. the new S by S or uh, the CFast or whatever. Right. Everybody has a proprietary media. Right. That they and all that's sell not at new. Sony's price. been yeah. doing that. Yeah. 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 HD cam. Uh, yeah. You know, everybody. Um, but it really kind of showed uh, you know, like this isn't this isn't a good thing right you know i mean you, they, they could be marking it up because i understand there's r&d you have to make those machined aluminum parts for the case you have to assemble it i don't know who's assembling it. i don't know if they're doing that out of country or whatever but sure there, there's a lot of things but Ish. a a, a two thousand dollar markup just because of your crazy name, crazy. Yeah, to me. that's taking advantage. I think. I think it, if even I mean, you look at SSDs now. I mean, we shoot a lot on Atomos, so we're we're the little guy. I get that. Um, but what I want to say about that is, you know, I can buy a one terabyte SSD that works in an Atomos for like two hundred dollars. Right. You know, two fifty whatever. Right. That's reasonable. Fast enough. Um, gets yeah. media. Now I know I'm not recording the same bit rates and all that as a red camera. I get it. But, yeah, it's not apples to apples, but no. but it's 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 apples, it's green apples to red apples. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good, red apples. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> but I get it. Like the bit rates are different, everything's different. The camera, the way the camera reads it is different. There's different firmware that needs to be used. There's different R and D that goes into it. Yeah, all this stuff, I get it. Sure. Um, but software if, even if even if you sold that media at double what it cost you to make, mm-hmm. you're still making money. Mm-hmm. Which would mean that a five twelve red advantage. card or five twelve yeah, red card should bucks, be six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, five right. six hundred bucks. That's I don't I I would be okay with that. Right, I would be you like look you're at not CFast taking advantage. cards. CFast cards right now are four hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars. That's taking advantage. I'm it's sorry. High. It's high. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's a lot more to this story that none of us even know, and and well, the the problem yeah. with it though is that you now have, and I mean, I don't, I can't think of what the term is, but you've now now there's some you, dirt. Your perception is is tainted. You're, you're sure. you know, and you've got all these guys. Oh, and another big thing was that they were talking about like, well, red comes with this warranty, and red comes with free. Um, you know, uh, uh, technical support if the card fails and for your data recovery and all this stuff. And so then, of course, in the thread, you start getting tons of people like, well, yeah, of course they offer this. Their cards die all the time. I always have issues with this, blah, 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 all this stuff. And it's like, I could, I could justify the $2,500 cost if that card never failed. But I've been on a couple red shoots and a card has just gone down. It's like, well, grab another card. We got to use it. And then, but everybody, like all the, all the ops, all the, the you know, second ACs, everybody is just kind of like, yeah, that just happens. 
So yeah, that's now not, and and then it's like you. That's even worse. You're offering. And look, I mean, I'm probably not doing myself any favors by kind of going down this route, but by offering the free data recovery and all this stuff, you're kind of setting a precedent. Yeah, you're uh, saying that, that this this isn't this isn't really twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, we we worth we know that these are these could fail. And this is why we're offering this yeah. other. So if you, which isn't doesn't make sense. I mean, now it makes sense why they're charging twenty five hundred dollars because they got a, all the support. Yeah, that they that they. So why not just get a do a better <laughs> just change the tech yeah. and, and adapt the tech and make it better and yeah I mean Dude, you, make a yeah. shuttle that fits a standard SSD and the the shut yeah dude it's not there's a lot of no there's a lot of stuff and I but that leads me back to the Komodo the Komodo rumoring to have CFast much cheaper media and apparently a lot more reliable um, that's their answer. So maybe that's kind of they're they're testing the waters with this to have it, and it's going to have dual. That's the other thing with the red cameras; they don't have dual record, right? Yeah, dual so slot. You so you lose one card, proxy, you lose yeah, yeah, you lose the whole thing. You yeah. lose the whole thing. And so if if this Komodo has dual slots, dual CFast, the CFast they're fast enough cards for dual memory that mm-hmm. they they meet the bitrate standards. They're going to, I think, in if for no other reason to save face. They're going to a- announce modules or something that work with their current lineup that are CFast with dual slots. Yeah. And I think it's going to make a lot of people well, happy. That would and make it's gonna... sense because, I mean, the red system is modular anyway. Yeah. Um, now, I I think they do save face if this if they come in at a price point under 5K. So I don't think they're going to necessarily – here's – the detail with that. So somebody asked, you know, is this going to be under five grand? And um, somebody from Reddit, I think it may have been Jared, um, which I keep mentioning his name, but he's the um, the CEO of Red, I believe. I believe he's the CEO. Um, and he said that it'll cost under five k if you already own a hydrogen. So the hydrogen oh, is the phone, the and the phone is twelve hundred dollars. Well, uh, yeah. So it's going to be forty eight hundred dollars, but no monitor. The, that was the problem with the phone. It was the price point. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, well, everybody's I mean, pushing back on the on yeah. the on the iPhone. It was like, yeah. Wait, a thousand dollar phone? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Samsung can't sell one. Right. You know, for for over nine hundred dollars, and Apple they sold a lot less ten Rs and ten Ss right. than they did. And now the they're giving ones. them away. Yeah, because the ten they Rs sell them. Um, yeah. So here's the here's here would be my question though on the Komodo: Does it support external? As in, like, if you wanted to hook up a Ninja Five or Shogun. So 4K SDI out, I guess you could send a feed, but I don't know how compressed that is. Right. Because if you look at, like, the Sony system or the Nikon or, you know, all these people that are working with um, Atomos for the recorders, like, when we're filming on an FS5, we're getting raw 4K out. That's the full 12-bit, even though it's only getting 10-bit. But it's still, it's uncompressed raw. It's sending it out, and then it's recording it in a compressed codec unless you're unless you're recording ProRes raw in which case you're still getting a compressed but it's a lot less compressed uh, it's more similar to an actual raw file but um yeah i don't i don't know i i for some reason just knowing my history with red it's probably not it's probably going to be some compressed feed you're not going to get 4444 out 
Um, yeah, I think even I mean, though even though we talked about this was this earlier this year this Atomos and Red marriage right yeah um, that did come out so maybe maybe they're gonna have something to where like if you have the hydrogen that's your monitor or you can use the Atomos Shogun Seven yeah and get the same I don't know I mean we'll see I guess um, I, it's just it's such a weird it's a lot of weird timing for this yeah. because we had. We had the initial like Ginny Mag YouTube videos talking about the Red Mag. And then it was like once the dust kind of settled on that, like a month later, he releases this image of two C fast slots yeah. and half of a lens mount. And then last Thursday or whatever the, the Black Magic 6K came out, he releases the full image of the Komodo. And it's right. like clearly you're, you know. You're trying to keep people from buying the the Black Magic if they're already in the red system, or you know, bringing people over from that yeah, to I red, mean, and yeah, it, hmm. it's it's a whole thing. It's really it's really interesting. Uh, it, it and I guess in like a kind of a a gear drama kind of way, which you would never really think is a thing, but it seems like lately it's been getting worse and worse. And I don't know if that's just because there's so many people on the internet now and there's so many ways to express your annoyance you know with reddit and twitter and facebook and and it's like these facebook groups that i'm a part of like i'm a part of a bunch of tech you know gear facebook groups and it seems like more and more these posts are getting like put out there like oh gosh why won't mac support nvidia <laughs> and it's like every two weeks there's another one of those and it's literally just it's noise people trying <laughs> to start shit right yeah and it drives yeah. me crazy yeah yeah i can't stand it and <clears throat> the like, trolls are out there oh my for gosh sure. i mean and like a dude posted yesterday in a mac pro group and i was just like re like I, I finally had enough i finally like he, he poked the bear enough to where <laughs> i finally posted something and i was like are we just going to keep getting these every two weeks until the mac pro comes out like the new one and then it just started this avalanche <laughs> of just people agreeing with me or disagreeing with me. And then the original poster, like, talking at me. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you, like, clearly you're just, yeah. like, Troll. I joined this group so that I could find out how to upgrade a Mac Pro that's 10 years old now. Or, yeah. you know, do new things to a computer that should be long dead, but it's not. It still has life. People are right. still using it. Yeah, and I was like, and I flat out was like, at the end of reading that thread, I just went, "The day the new Mac Pro is released this fall, I'm leaving this group." Yeah, because I I cannot take this kind of noise and just like pessimism and right, yeah, just people bitching to bitch, and it's right. like, ah, oh, well, it's that's so the whole thing. A lot of the trolls they want to they want to they want to stir the pot, yeah. And that's all they want to do. They stir the pot and then they sit back and that's their entertainment yeah. watching people react. Well, the thing that blows my yeah. mind is like the in the when that red group was posting about the, you know, the the SSDs. You get all these people that are like, well, that's why Aries the best. It's like, well, then why are you part of the red group? Like, right. why are you yeah. even in this group? Yeah. You're clearly only here so you can say say crap like this. Right. Like that's the only reason you're in here. Yeah, and I'm sure they're they're not without issues either. No. You know who I would really like to hear from regarding the red stuff would be Marquez Brownlee, MKBHD, because he's a big red guy. He shoots on red. He was one of the first guys to get the hydrogen. Um, 
I don't think he uses the hydrogen on a daily. He doesn't because he didn't um, really like it that much. Yeah. But I, I'd be curious to hear um, his perspective only because, I mean, he's obviously probably the largest tech reviewer on, on YouTube, but... He's, I think he's second, and I only say that not to correct you, but because Linus Tech Tips is, I think, the oh, biggest, and he actually more. did talk about this. He did talk about the red, the red mag um, situation. So I, if that that's probably a better place to go to view yeah. kind of what's all that way. You're not giving viewer count to potentially shady people, or you know what I mean. Like you don't want to give monetization count to to the guy that is posting these youtube videos originally just because i'm not sure how honest that situation is sure right there's there's a there's a bias to it for yeah sure. right so i mean not to say that what red is doing is is truthful or it's any better or it isn't wrong um but just we don't know the full story from either side right but it doesn't look great just right. because there's i mean there's facts there's facts of what you could go and buy those things for pulling up the software to change the firmware and the guy was able to do it. So it's just, there's a few things there. Um, but the hows and the whys, the, we don't know all the reasons for that. Yeah. Gear, man. Yeah. I didn't think this was going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking. Yeah. I thought we were just going to talk about some new it's gear. It's going to be fun, <laughs> lighthearted. Yeah. Maybe we should get back to that. Excitement. Of I think I think it's important and... to talk about though. I think it's important to kind of. I well, don't know. maybe may okay. So let's do that. Let's get back to that. Let's talk about okay. Let's talk about the four K, six K, eight K thing. Um, why is that? Why is that important from a filmmaker's standpoint? And I know why, but I just for for those that might be listening that are like who cares if it's 4k or 8k or, or maybe they just don't know yeah um because this is a filmmaking podcast so um so why is 6k why is the k thing because if you look at it from a consumer standpoint there are 4k tvs out there where people are consuming content in 4k um but that's a very small percentage of the market, like very small. Yep. Not enough to sustain a market. Nope. So most material that's being broadcast or published is still not in 4K. Right. So why is 4K or 6K in this case with the Black Magic or 8K in other in other cases? Why is that so important? Well. I think it really comes down to there's three, probably three main reasons. There's there's a thousand reasons, but three that always jump out immediately when you're when you're asking why 4K. So the first one, and I'm not necessarily sure that it's the correct argument because I've seen a lot of Alexa stuff that wasn't 4K be up-resed to 4K on, you know, like a Blu-ray or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, 20, you know, not 20 years, but, you know, five years after it was shot in 1080 um, or, or 2K or whatever. Um, and it looks great. It look it does look pretty close to 4K because that technology has gotten so good now that if you have a nice original file and you're upscaling it, it's going to look good. So I say that because that reason would be quality, longevity, in the quality. Right. So you don't know where technology is going to be 
you want to shoot it at the best possible quality for whatever the next Blu-ray or the next streaming or whatever the next TV or the next projection or whatever or the next, you know, Google Glass in your face is going to be. Right. Um, so a lot of people are doing it for that reason, you know, thinking this needs to be able to last in whatever kind of resolution people are going to be watching it in 10 years. Um, so that's one reason. Um, I don't think that's a that's like the the biggest reason. Um, it's just the, the first one. But the other reason um, is from an, a, a director's and editor's standpoint. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of situations where you can reframe the shot in post-production right. with a 4K. So let's say that you're, you're finishing for... Um, I'm going to say YouTube or Vimeo, but they have, you know, 4K and 8K now. But um, you're finishing for YouTube or Vimeo or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And your finishing resolution is just 1080. You don't need it to be any bigger than that. It's just 1080. It's fine. Um, Well, you shoot that interview with so-and-so in 4K. Um, You shoot it a little wider now you've essentially got two cameras out of that right because you can punch in so punching in in post um which was what we refer to as basically just zooming in on that image yeah um to get a closer shot and reframing it to to work with that shot um that's probably the biggest one that i see in a lot of like the content that we're creating right um we're not necessarily doing it for the fidelity of it we're doing it so that when we when we reframe in post um, because you know, we're oftentimes we're a, a two man, three man crew. We're not, you know, we're, we don't have the ability to set up multiple cameras for every single right. shoot. So you do that one, you film it in 4k, you get the sharpness, you know, the focus perfect. Uh, and then you punch it in post. Right. Um, so that's, that's probably the biggest one for a lot of people. Um, the third one that I think a lot of people are gravitating to, and this is, I think a really big the third one is a misconception and the third one is going to be because it's 4k it's going to look better Mm. okay Mm -hmm. now this is one that i don't which is loosely tied to the quality issue so i think that this is something now i'll admit i was i was not originally in this thought process this thought camp if you will and there you know, there used to be time where I was like, gosh, the more Ks, the better. It's got to be 8K. It's going to be awesome <laughs> in 8K or whatever. And that is true in the sense of the cameras that are shooting 8K, they're getting it right. Right. They just happen to be doing it in 8K. Um, so most 4K cameras, now I can shoot 4K on my phone. Uh, right. That 4K does not look like the same 4K raw out of an FS5. No, because it's 4K compressed. Exactly. And- so that is what I'm talking about, though, when I'm referring to like quality over Ks is your bit rate. Now, your bit rate, um, if you will, the, the, the easiest way to explain that is how fast the camera can, can read images and, and write them to a hard drive. Simultaneously. Yes. Right. So it's how fast that camera can process what it's seeing and record it to something. Right. Um, that, that's, that's essentially bit rate. So the higher the bit rate, um, usually in megabits per second, is the better the image. Right. So red cameras shoot at like 250 to 360 megabits per second, I think. Um, I may be a little off on there. It's between that, I think. Um, but... They're doing that at 4K, 
So when the higher the resolution you go, the lower the bit rate because it's taking more processing power to do that. Right. And I probably explained that really bad. But what I've like kind of grown to learn is that the better the bit rate, even if it's 1080, the better the image. Right. Now, here's the thing that, that so, you know, it's, we're talking about resolution, we're talking about compression, we're talking about write speed, bit rate, and, and it's all about the end of the end game is the quality of the image. Now, we're in an age now where that image quality is so sharp and so crisp that you can see the pores on people's skin depending on what TV you're you're consuming that, you know, that that content in right, yeah. and all that type. And I think that that is it's cool on the geek factor that you can get to that level. However, because it's so unnatural, like I'm like we're sitting six feet apart, I cannot see the pores in your skin, in your face. And that would be weird. Yeah. Um, so when I see that, it takes me out of, even though that's, that's hyper reality that it's capturing. Yeah. yeah. But it takes me out of that reality because that's not what I naturally would see. And I think there's a fine line in there between the tech and that the pushing of that technology and the pushing of image like how far do you need to go? And 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 the underside of that argument is that oh well that's why film is better, right? So circling back to the whole film versus digital, um, yeah. But there's plenty of things that we can do in post. Um, that, well, not that even in post. Film. Yeah, not even in now. post. Like because you have filters, you have lens selection. Right. You. I mean, there's there's a ton of things you can put in hosiery in front of the you know the lens, uh, not in front of the lens, but you know there's there's a lot of things like there's the the black pro mist. Wait, hold on. I want to unpack the hosiery a little. Oh, you never, never you never seen that? <laughs> I I have, but there's a lot of different ways you can interpret that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> what kind of films are you filming, bro? Yeah. <laughs> but you've got lots of different filter options that you can do that right. soften the image. Yeah. Black ProMist, um, just ProMist, uh, a, right. a lot of different things. Uh, and then obviously bringing in these these antique lenses. I'm I'm with you. Like I am a firm believer in like the the lens and your filters. That's that's your look right. of your movie. Not yeah. so much. The camera that you're choosing now, all that to be said, I mean, obviously, uh, a, 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 an A7S is going to look very different to an Alexa LF. Right. I, I understand that. I'm not saying that they're the same thing and that doesn't matter. But I think that, you know, there is a big, there's a bigger difference right. in your lens and filters than there is in anything else. And and then obviously the color grade, you know, sure. has a lot to do with that. A hundred percent. Yeah, so. when you can make a, a, a Canon C two hundred Mark II look like a, an Alexa Mini, then it, but the price difference is on opposite ends of the spectrum. Or in this case, if you can make the black magic pocket cinema camera, the BMP PCC six K EF C K yeah. Um look like a $50,000 rig, 
then you're changing the game. Right. And now it might mean that you're putting a $30,000 lens on that $1,200 camera. Fair enough. But that's the way it is. Yeah. I mean, it almost... So now it's a 3100 3200 $31,200 rig versus an 81, you know, sure. $80 or yeah, $100,000 rig. Yeah, because it's a $50,000 Alexa. So yeah, it's sure. still a third the cost, yeah. even if you're spending the 30K. I mean, that's if you're buying, too. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. people aren't, they don't buy. No, you're and renting. Renting is here. the majority of that kind of, that you yeah. know, scale and quantity of stuff. But, yeah, I think just... Man, lenses like I've I've said it a lot. Lenses make more difference than sensor. Um, like I, I shot a bunch of stuff a couple months ago that I don't I don't think I really talked much about, but uh, I got my hands on the 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 set one or set A of the Orion Anamorphics, the Atlas right? Lens yes, Coast. yes. And I was shooting, and that. I was so mad because you were doing that, and I wasn't yeah. here to shoot that i uh, know but uh i got those and i just i'm not I, bitter I'm i put bitter. them on i put them on an fs5 that camera is not meant for those lenses right whatsoever right but it completely changed the characteristics of that camera yeah of course same sensor that i'm so used to same atomos that i'm used to same raw feed the only yeah. difference is that it's anamorphic different lens coatings different millimeters of the focal length yep and just overall different characteristics i had no filters in front of it or anything it was just right on and it looked like i just grabbed an alexa you know an sxt or something and and took those lenses and went downtown with it so it it, yeah you know there is something software environment oh yeah that you're still using premiere everything so nothing changed just the lens is there anything else you want to talk about gear wise i think we've kind of kind of hit a good spot where we started we started really positive and then i brought us down <laughs> and then we're back and up. then now we're, we're talking about lenses which yeah. is my favorite thing i yeah. i love lenses it it oh i just love give me give me a nice cook or yeah. uh Ar- Arge- arginio i think that's how you say that <laughs> uh, i've never actually heard anybody say the name so uh oh, so this is me. our new this is our, oh, what, yeah. our how to pronounce how to the pronounce italian the, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Ari or is it Ari? It's Ari. Thank you very much. <laughs> Roger Deacon says it is, and that's what I'm going with. <coughs> well, there is that. Yeah. So uh, I think that, that about does it, though, for yeah. this week. So I know we didn't really have a whole lot to talk about, but hopefully what we talked oh, about I, was yeah. uh, interesting. No, I think it's good. You know, it's it's not always about, you know, this isn't movie reviews all the time. We're talking about filmmaking. We're talking about gear. Um, and there's a lot of elements that go into that. And the the philosophies behind it the reasons why you might do one thing or another and it's good it's good we want to try to bring value on a lot of levels and i think um you know we enjoy movies and we enjoy making films and we enjoy the whole process from top to bottom Uh, i think it's good to mix it up a bit and um you know there's the filmmaker side of the podcast. So yeah, I guess we should remember that every once in a while. Not <laughs> right. Just talk yeah. about movies. Right. Um, well, summertime, of, there's a lot of yeah, great releases yeah. and we get kind of, I don't know that. about great, but there's a lot of releases. Oh, come on now. Yeah. But, Dude, Hobbs and Shaw was a fun ride. It, suspend disbelief 
and have fun. And I'll, that's what it that's I'll just it, wait for the HBO. It was it it's it's a fun ride, I'll tell you I, that. I, and I, you know what I discovered? Here's the thing. You don't you're it's not a Marvel film, so I'm not sitting through and waiting for some end credit scene. I you went, didn't stay? I went back the second time. I went back. Here's I went back the second time this because you told me about the the, tenant, the right. Nolan trailer, and I was like, "Wait!" I I I walked in during the first trailer thinking that I missed something. Yeah, and apparently I didn't because they didn't show it at the theater that I went to, and then I find out that there were some end credit scenes, three of them. Yeah, there's a lot, and I was like. Oh, of course, there's some kind of Ryan Reynolds thing. And I'm like, spoilers for Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, dude. So now I've got to go back and see it again. Or just wait. Or just wait. Yeah. I mean, I did kind of. I'm sure they'll be on YouTube before it's on There was. And I went on YouTube and I kind of spoileried it for myself. But I was like, Okay, that's really funny that you didn't (laughs) you didn't stay for it. I mean, everything's got them now. Every every tent pole movie has them now. You but know. it was great. It was I, you know, I, peop, we we argued about the trailer when we first saw it because you know you see the way the trailers cut. It's like oh, the Rock is holding a helicopter, but Captain America held a helicopter too. He's Captain America. Okay, but anyway, dude, super soldier serum. Yeah, but Hobbs we, is. You know, like, we almost went an episode without talking about Marvel. Almost, almost. <sighs> Um, Sorry, everybody. But suspend disbelief. It's a fun ride. The the dynamic between um, Jason Statham, Jason Statham, and Dwayne Johnson is is fantastic. I mean, they they don't like each other, and they're forced to work together again. And it's this back. It, it's just fun. Right. It's just it's it's a lot of fun to get that two hour escape from reality, and that's exactly what it is. And um. And the and the rock crushes it, no pun intended. If you want to hear Eric talk more about Hobbs and Shaw, check out last week's episode. If you want to hear more about filmmaking, uh, check out our conversations that we had back in June with Mark Mangini, Jeff Barch, Rob Rusher, Rob Rusher. Thank you. Yep. Um, they're in our previous episode, so man, check those out. We hope to have some more coming to you soon. Um, hopefully before Christmas, we're gonna have a couple more. Yeah, I would hope so. Maybe yeah. we do a fall segment. Yeah, be continuing good. the conversation series. Yeah, and I think NAB New York is coming up. So nothing ever gets announced there, but maybe it will. It's a lot smaller. Who knows? We'll see. Um, we'll talk about some more gear if it gets announced between now and then. So, Eric, do you want to close the show out for us? Sure. Thanks again so much for listening. You can find us on your favorite streaming platform, as well as Zach Abbott's on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Abbott. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Eric Thurson. If you have any comments, questions, concerns, or complaints, you can hit us on email at theeasypodcastshow at gmail.com. Yeah, guys, email us, Instagram us, tweet us. Who should we interview? Let us know who you'd like to see talk about filmmaking, their kind of process. Uh, I mean, anybody, like big or small. We, I mean, nobody's nobody's too small in the filmmaking community. So, you know, if you want to hear us talk up to some first AC or some third third generation, you know, PA. But yeah, we would love to hear from you guys. So uh, hit us up. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, who you want to hear 
and uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. We we got quite a few contacts over in L.A., so hopefully, you know, we can make that happen. Yeah. Um, if you could, if it's not too much to ask, pop over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Yep. Uh, give us give us some stars. Hopefully, it's five. This episode might not be because I go in on such a red rant, but let us know. You know, leave leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing, and uh, we really appreciate that. So yeah, feedback is is for us huge. It allows us to make it better and bring bring you the the best possible podcasts that we can. But yeah, thanks guys for listening. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to support the podcast, anchor.fm slash the easy podcast and click on that support button. We really appreciate it. It lets us keep the quality up and interview other professionals in the industry. So that's it for this week. Thanks guys. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye guys.